0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Like two French foreign legionnaires, having steadfastly maintained vigil over a long-forgotten citadel in a remote part of the Sahara Desert, who begin to recognize the futility of their situation, we begin a journey over the scorching sands, first walking, then crawling, and finally pulling ourselves forward, grasping one handful of sand after another to an oasis that may be just an illusion. We, the Steeler Outposts, continue to hold out hope. Go Outpost Podcast. A proud member of the Armchair All-Americans Network. It's July 12th, 2020. This is Tom you from Sawdust Studios in the Washington, D.C. Outpost. And Nick joins me from the Houston Outpost. And Nicholas, you guys must feel like you're playing Russian roulette down there with the resurgence of the coronavirus.
1: We do. I mean, you're, you're gambling with your life in your hands every day with these mouth breathers down here uh, that my brother is in arms uh, my fellow Houstonites, who are on the smarter side of history, hopefully, you know, we got to figure out a way to, uh, to get around this. But the one thing you can't get around is it's a gamble, you know, just existing down here. And, and with health, I don't like to gamble on it. But with just about anything else, <laughs> I'm down to clown, baby. And guess what? There's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return. NHL just signed uh, some deals. It's about to go down on the ice. We're going to see some puck. UFC, huge fight coming up. Plenty of sports are back in the game. They've resumed play, and Bet Online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. And if you need more, they've got simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout dedicated gamblers now they don't have our fictional version of fantasy football that we drew up last week Uh, if by drew up i mean sort of crudely sketched or outlined on a cave wall Uh, that's actually my bookie calling me right now That, that could be your bookie dad i don't know what that noise was but i assume it was somebody from bet online because they offer hundreds of lives casino games and stuff along those lines as well long story short they got ways for you to get in visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus betonline.ag your online wagering experts Cha-ching.
0: we are holding out hope but as you watch the crumbling walls of major major league football starting to come down it does MLF. give you pause and gives you a little wor a little worried So Big Ten, actually Big Ten and multiple of these big conferences are now limiting their season to conference games only, which, you know, okay, mitigates the risk by, what, a couple of games, a couple four games.
1: Yeah, some extra traveling and stuff like that. It's going to make the annoying nature of college football bid season uh, that much more annoying when all the SEC teams have to beat up on each other and teams from other conferences whine that they're undefeated and they don't get a chance. Well, well, people, that's because you're playing semi-professional football compared to the NFL teams that are filtered down into the SEC. But um, uh, we're not actually talking crap about college football the way we do about baseball, lightheartedly. College football is awesome. But that is a reality. That's going to uh, make that even more convoluted than it already has. I mean, so much of the, co- the, the competition is concentrated in the SEC. But the larger point being that, Hey, Corona, it, it's, it's starting to affect football now. It came along at a time where it was incredibly convenient for football, right? Right after football season's over. And I, I, I shouldn't have to put out a disclaimer that there's nothing convenient about COVID, so I won't. That's, we're just talking about football, right? But long story short, not only do, does football have the longest time to wait before having to deal with covid they also get the benefit of looking at all at what the rest of these leagues are going to do in order to combat the situation because i think that it's becoming clearer and clearer that they're going to have to deal with it in in more than one way and and i wonder how prepared uh, teams are going to be for that going from 90 to 80 practice players or not playing teams outside your conference but you're still tackling each other and breathing on each other i don't know uh, if they need to be doing something more extreme to prepare for maybe the inevitable
0: for crying out loud the ivies canceled their seasons Well wow. hey so Thank i you, I, I don't know i mean i i keep hearing this that the other leagues are a model but what, what did we see did you see the one video of the Major League, no, what what soccer game was that where they had the two, game, two guys in the stands doing a wave? Two sections away from each other. Very <laughs> funny. But when you see, you can't even get through these college training camps without dozens of guys going down. It's just hard to imagine. We did uh, hear that the Steelers sent an email to their season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. They'll, everybody will have to wear masks. We heard in May that they're selling, I think they said they're going to sell 50% of their individual tickets not i guess there are some individuals beyond the season ticket holder so they're reducing that to 50 percent. still hard to see how they're gonna they they will have to drastically reduce the number of even season ticket holders don't you think and say look you're gonna get to go to every other game
1: yeah something like that because i know that they in that email they announced that the games will be held with a reduced capacity But that that number hasn't been decided on yet, right? Like the 50% you're referring to was way back in the beginning of the virus in regards to season ticket holders, but that's not like there's going to be 50% of the people in the stands, right?
0: Well, let me clarify. The 50% was they were going to sell 50% of the individual tickets, which I took to be the non-season ticket holders.
1: Right, 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 right. And that was way back. That that was before a lot of developments. Yeah. So we don't know what the number is going to be, um, but it is going to be reduced. And look, man, it's that's just frankly irresponsible to, to have a. I, I think fifty percent might be the the number if you're thinking about having people there. It's going to spread like wildfire. I think I saw a um, report earlier today that it's, it's about one percent of the population has it now. You know, that's very easy math of how that kind of thing is going to exponentially travel in a in a stadium. If I don't know the last time you've been to a game, but I mean. There's no space. There's no space at all. You're, you're, like, that thing's going to go around like wildfire, fire, and the great city of Pittsburgh could be compromised as a result. I say New England holds full-capacity games. Baltimore, full-capacity. Browns, I don't know if people actually want to go to that crap fest, but full-capacity for the opposing teams. Bengals, who cares? Other than that, we play We play uh, for piped-in
0: noise. I'm as loyal as the next guy, but... I'm selfish, too. So if we get, yeah. what's 50% capacity? Is it like 30, is it 64,000 at Heinz? Something like that. So we get 30,000 people in the stadium and we lose 300 of them. It's a cost I'm willing to, to pay.
1: Yeah, it's 68,000, by the way. You're almost right on with that, so there you go. Yeah, it, hey. it, it, and it's not really for the, uh, the players that I'd be worried about with the capacity issues. They're not going to come in contact with these people. You're outside and you're very far away, but they're going to pass it among the, uh, the good people city
0: look out that door you see that line there's more to replace you know i'm a big fan of world war one they just kept sending people over the trenches and kept bringing in new raw recruits and i'm willing to take that risk hey that do you mean? think this does, is does that mean
1: you're does that mean you're
0: i don't care about the fans
1: <laughs> but you but that's I that, want football that's a spread of, well then who cares yeah no fans then we get football
0: uh, pipe in the noise. I'll I'll, I'll make yeah, that yeah, concession. Yeah, pipe,
1: pipe in the noise. But uh, the, if you have fans, you're going to you're gonna be spreading the virus in a, in a major way. Get 70,000 or 30,000 people together in a crowded space.
0: So do we have a controversy? Bud Dupree has filed a grievance. Have you read about this? I have, yeah. So Bud, who, who may have a point, wants to be, he's right. already been tagged, as a linebacker, but he wants to be tagged as a defensive end, i.e., edge rusher.
1: Right, Ed- which is what he is. Right, he's not a defensive end. He's not. Is an there such linebacker. a thing as
0: a linebacker in these well, three-four?
1: Here's what this story should be about: Is how surprising is it that the NFL hasn't handled this already with position designations? The three-four's been around forever now. And a three-four outside linebacker is not a defensive end. He's sure as hell isn't an outside linebacker, though. They're a combination of both. Yeah, it's an edge, an edge rusher. Probably, almost a little closer to no. I mean, they're an edge rusher. It's like it's a new position, and I it just find it's shocking that the NFL hasn't addressed this. It's almost hilarious, right? All you have to do is make a designation. Here's the here's the price point. Well, I guess you'd have to get the, the top five highest paid guys, but.
0: Yeah, there are plenty of places, plenty of guys to compare himself to, and he is not the only one. So they have um, the effect to Bud Dupree to be classified as a D end is two million dollars. He's already been. He's going to get fifteen point eight million dollars as he's tagged as an outside linebacker. If he moves to defensive end, he'll get almost eighteen million dollars actually.
1: So Rappaport, boo, Ian Rappaport. Mr. Rumor Spreader, the village gossip. He did have a good point, which I'm sure he stole from somebody else. Uh, on Twitter, I see a tweet from him right here saying, if there is a blueprint for Shaq Barrett of the Bucks and Bud Dupree of the Steelers, Shaq Barrett, obviously, uh, free agency territory right here as well, sack leader last year for the NFL, if they're going to find a solution to their tag griefin- grievance, it's there in the Ravens and Matt Judon's example. Before Matt Judon signed his tag, Uh, Judon and Baltimore agreed on a midway point on that the tag will pay him uh, $16.8 million. That's one option. So you could pay him in between the value of an outside linebacker and a defensive end, although he's still on a tag. It wasn't a deal. So I think that seems like a fair assessment.
0: But I'll go back to what you said. Aren't there enough edge rushers to have their own classification?
1: Yeah, but is that going to help Bud Dupree right right now, or is that something that you'd have to get ready for next year? Because the only way you can franchise tag a player is the way they determine their money is by paying them the average or whatever of the top five paid players at their position. So these guys are kind of all over the map. The way they get there are no edge rushers. That's it's not a position. So how would you determine that number?
0: There's defense ends and outside linebackers. Next gen stats right, defines for the, it as
1: for the, well for the future, right? But not for right now. Like he needs a deal like today.
0: Yeah, I, I get you, but it's not hard to figure out. That's that's the point. If if the NFL wants to compromise, they could quickly figure out who an edge rusher is. And if you, I mean, yeah,
1: three or four guys.
0: Yeah, so within guys who line up within one to two yards of the line of scrimmage, and Bud did that on eighty nine percent of his snaps last year. I mean, it's it's hard yeah. to argue.
1: Yeah, it's impossible. That's the position he plays. It, it's three four. It's just shocking. Sometimes NFL. It's just another example of how they're reactionary. Yeah. Isn't there somebody out there in in a depart? Is there a franchise tag department guy we can talk to? Like, is there a nickel corner amount? Or if you pay your nickel a lot, you got to pay him the same as a uh, as a regular corner. But there's distinction. There's clear distinctions now.
0: So this will rip two million dollars out of the cap space if Bud's. Uh, but successful. The Steelers currently have $5.6 million of cap space at this point. And you and I have talked ad nauseum about who some some bigger paid players are that might be let go to make space.
1: You know what's um, funny is I think Jerry Dulac Dulac had uh, quoted that Ian Rappaport tweet basically, an, an, an earlier tweet. I guess the one that said originally that Bud Dupree is trying to be paid like a defensive end. And uh, Dulac, quote, tweeted it and said, so tight ends who line up wide will want to be paid like wide receivers? And I don't know if the indication of that tweet is like, oh, what a ridiculous thought. But I'm kind of like, uh yeah, like maybe. But aren't they basically just really big wide receivers? <laughs> aren't they as valuable as wide receivers? I think that's a weird argument, right? The game has changed. Evan Ingram... Jimmy Graham, we watched him play. He hasn't he hasn't blocked a person in his NFL career, but he was an absolutely dominant tight end. I say that in quotation marks for for a while. Uh, I think that's weird to care about that. Clearly, you pay them for what they do, right?
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking of some of these. Maybe they're not hybrid players, but um, Christian McCaffrey. What's right? What, I mean, would you? Make him just a, a running back. How about Taysom Hill?
1: Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: so I just that's don't have a grasp wh- outside the Steelers. No, it's so th-
1: it's, those are good examples because guess what? Both of those guys got paid this past year, but uh, and they got paid a lot of money each. I, th- I think Taysom Hill's making fifteen, sixteen mil, which is like not starting quarterback money, but that's like a decent wide receiver. It's just a it's a number that it's a high number for, for relatively for what he's done in the NFL, but I think it's a fair number because he's such a big part of that team, so they found a way to pay him the amount that he was worth without basing it on a particular position because he plays a bunch of them. Now, he's an exception. He's like Cordell. The last guy who really to do that was, was Cordell Stewart, but with Christian McCaffrey, it's like, well, yeah, he is a running back, and running backs catch the ball now, but they went ahead, they went ahead and paid him big money, which a lot of people don't want to do for running backs anymore, but maybe Christian McCaffrey gets such a different argument because you know, like, well, he might have more longevity. So we're not going to put the same, you know, fears on paying him that we do with Le'Veon Bell, who's getting hit a a, a bunch of times every single game. And I know Le'Veon's a funny example because you talk about what a great receiver he is. And that's kind of why I thought he was worth uh, some of the money himself, but even Christian McCaffrey, like he's, he's faster than the receivers.
0: Yeah. So the the fact is, they collect enough data, statistics. I was just mentioning next gen that they could figure this out. But they're going to become. No, you're right. More and more unique. So instead of having a top five, um, are you going to have? you actually going to have five tight ends who line up wide more than twenty five percent of the time. I mean, you're going to be cutting right. this into such fine gradations, right, right, right. you're going to have a hard time finding a good pool of comparisons.
1: Yeah. That but that's
0: not our problem. But I think, you know, it's, it's hard to argue Bugs' point, and it'll be interesting to see where the ball lands on this. It does constrain the Steelers a little bit more if he wins his argument.
1: It does. But it does seem fair, right?
0: Yeah. No, no argument. And, and to your point, the, this, the NFL is always two steps behind. And, you know, yeah. if you are an NFL player's agent, you've got nothing but time to figure out angles and things that stay a step ahead of the NFL.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I just it, want to hear when is this damn Cam Hayward deal getting done. Because I mean, we can talk about Bud, that's fine, but Cam needs to sign. We need some ink on that contract. Will that open up some, some cap flexibility for the Steelers if they can get him ex- extended, I assume?
0: If they extend Cam? Yeah. Depending on how they pay him. So if they give him a big check up front, they could really mitigate their... their um what the cap hit for this year is. But it's, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got to pay the piper sooner or later. All you're doing is pushing your liability into the future that you'll have to figure out down then. But that's that's what I I think. I don't think teams really do care about the future. They'll just figure, you know, yeah, we'll have some pain down there. We'll have to cut somebody. But this year we were able to save cap space.
1: It's funny. How how different must it be following – specific teams in the NFL because you know we follow our, I at least follow the Jets a lot because cousin P. Butch Pat big Jets fan and it's you know I have no no stake in the game I, I, I root for them because I want him to be happy and I want them to be able to win I didn't root for them in the AFC Championship game hope Pat's not listening to this one but uh, like it's also fun to talk about the Jets with him, not only because we have phenomenal football conversations and I'm just genuinely interested, but what their team goes through is so dramatically different from what our team goes through. Every year when we talk on this podcast, it's about, do we have $100 left in the salary cap? Like, should we push all the chips in the middle for this year? And usually the answer is yes. You're trying to get the most out of these teams. You have this superstar quarterback who's at the very end of his career and You know, that there's a chance that it could be difficult after he leaves. Of course, we all know how long it took him between Terry and Ben. By the way, there's also other options where if the Steelers have a great team, maybe they get a veteran to come in for a year or two or something like that. But long story short, the Steelers have been in the position where it's in their best interest to push all the chips into the middle of the table. And they demonstrated that probably most in the strongest way possible when they traded for Minka because the season was legitimately lost already. Everybody knew it. And the, the sticking point was that this might be the only chance the Steelers get to draft in the top 10 because it was looking like they might not win many games at all. And if you draft in the top 10, you really have a good chance of getting the successor to Ben and the next 15 years of your franchise can be set up, right? But now in retrospect, maybe that's not what they were looking at it like. They're like, listen, Ben's gonna come back. We are getting this superstar safety early in his career. Well, I guess you didn't know if he was a superstar yet, but they believed that, and it turns out they were right. And they know like we're, st- we're still pushing all in for this current team, which is Ben with the linemen of Pouncey and DeCastro and Villanueva, Hayward and Tuitt, Hayden at the end of his career, and some of these core guys, right? So that's kind of what they were pushing the chips into the middle for. Whereas with the Jets, they have so much money and flexibility, your strategies have to be way different. So um, it's a totally different conversation.
0: So AB got paid.
1: Oh. Excuse me. It's not no. AB anymore. It's, it's just Brown now. AB's dead. We're on a last name basis.
0: Oh. Making this, a note here.
1: Yeah, thank you. Anyway. Anybody else out there? It's just Brown now. AB is gone. But he did. Uh, he did settle. So what what happened with him?
0: The Patriots agreed to a $9 million signing bonus last September that was to be paid late September. But uh, the, payment, the first payment was due three days after they cut him. So this has been in dispute for a long while. Finally, they have agreed uh, to pay him $5 million
1: There's a And that
0: uh, That will help They needed And what that has done Is help clean out Their sal- Clean some For some reason That clears out $4 million On their salary cap
1: Okay let me think What's the guy's name Eastbound and Down TV show With Danny McBride Where he plays I don't know why It's l- Literally just because We're recording right now And the red lights In my eye That I can't remember Kenny Powers Okay, retired, disgraced, retired professional baseball pitcher, who in the first season is just looking for an opportunity to make any money that he can possibly make. He's the cockiest man in the world, and he everything in the world is is everyone else's fault, not his own. So one day he goes to a car dealership, in in which we see Will Ferrell's greatest performance besides Ron Burgundy in his life as. Ashley Schaefer, used car salesman. I think it's Ashley Schaefer's BMWs. And he's got long, platinum, silver, white hair and aviator sunglasses on. And he's a used car dealer guy. All right. So Kenny Powers comes up to him and says like, hey, you, everyone knows me in this town. I'm a former baseball pitcher, professional pitcher. Uh, why don't you pay me to come sign some autographs or something? We can get some people into your showroom. And Ashley Schaefer said, that's a great idea. I love that, Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers in my own place. Woo! Woo! Keeps going. Woo! So excited. Woo! And so you think, oh, okay, he's hyped up. He's going to pay Kenny Powers some money to do this. And Kenny says, all right, yeah, so I'll do it for like, uh, you know, I'll work you a deal. You're a hometown guy. I'll do it for a couple of Gs. And Ashley Schaefer looks right in his face with a smile, doesn't blink, and says, yeah, I'm paying you a hundred bucks. And he says, "I, uh, I, I mean, I was... Come on, man! A hundred bucks. I was a major league pitcher. I'm famous around here. He goes,
0: uh, yeah, hundred bucks.
1: So that's basically what the Patriots just did to Brown there.
0: Well, he got real money. Except
1: worth five million dollars.
0: Yeah, he still got real money. Are but you hearing nine. anything? Is he working out with anybody still? Is he in the Everybody. news at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody. He's at Russell Wilson's house.
0: Oh, Russ, you it's deserve to be with him, that. isn't it? He really wants to be at these quarterbacks' house. That's a big. <laughs> that's a. The heartfelt need he has.
1: Yeah, what's up with that? That
0: validates him.
1: I'm pretty sure he actually went to Ben's house at one point. But you saw Juju was over there a couple months ago. That must
0: something. have been a dagger through the heart oh, of dagger. Brown.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, he hates Ben now, so it's different. Oh, wait, no, no, no He apologized to him recently. I can't keep track. But, um, yeah, that would, I mean, I guess that would suck because I just don't want him to do... I don't want him to do well, and Russell Wilson's amazing, so that'd be a great combination. But it really just seems like there's so many hurdles for him to get through. There was a rumor last week that the Ravens were interested. Obviously, his cousins on the team, uh, Lamar, uh, would be you know has worked out with him a bunch of times. But then a second report came out saying that they don't have any interest. And in, uh, God, please do not let him join that. And I don't want to have to deal with that twice a year, that drama.
0: You know what? what is really weird? This is a combination story because the Patriots also settled with what I take to be the estate of Aaron Hernandez. Wow. He still had some, um, they still had some obligations outstanding to him. And the, the it says that the Patriots received a $2.5 million credit after settling a long-running compensation grievance with uh, the late Hernandez. That's just dark. thought that was long long gone
1: yeah you know what actually speaking of receivers who are trying to get back in the nfl he mentioned martavis i think today the report came out that terrell Pryor has been trying to get back in the league and apparently he talked to about five teams and rumors are the steelers are one of those teams you remember earlier like last season i think at the beginning of the year he said like i really want to come play for pittsburgh he's a pittsburgh guy So Pryor even said on PFT they had a um, Pro Football Talk they had a quote saying Pryor said that the Patriots are one of the teams he's spoken to and he expressed interest in playing for them or the Steelers. I could still play Pryor said and I could still make plays and dominate. I know that. That's from uh, Josh Alper at Pro Football Talk. Again I I love the idea of bringing freak athletes in at tiny costs just to create competition in the receiver room. I, I never mind that.
0: Well look Speaking of tiny, and speaking of this paltry five million dollars, that pales in comparison with the f- with the half a billion dollar man, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. I, I'm still trying to catch my breath after reading that headline.
1: If 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 there was any football god in the world, we'd read another headline tomorrow that says Patrick million or Patrick Patrick billion. That's what they should call him. My goodness. Patrick Billion Patrick Mahomes agrees to full one billion dollar contract futures contract with the Steelers to succeed Ben after Ben retires because that's how much I would pay Patrick Mahomes because he's not a football player he is an act of nature
0: contract really interesting so it's a 10-year 450 million dollar contract with a 10 million dollar signing bonus The guarantee is you and I were debating what this could be because obviously 450 million dollars over 10 years isn't, you know, present value of that, et cetera. But it's guaranteed of 141 million dollars. Surprisingly, his cap hit this year will be five million dollars, but the dead cap we're we're talking about 65. So, is he at risk? Yeah, he's at risk. It's a ten-year. I think it's it's a lot of window dressing. It, yeah, it quote-unquote right. gives him security. Well, once he got his once he got his hundred and forty-one million dollars, his security is assured. And the only thing you and I were debating is how will this feel five years from now when others are exceeding his forty-five million-dollar average salary.
1: Right? Is he going to may happen sooner than he's not? Gonna get- yeah, it might happen in, in two years. Like, Deshaun Watson might be higher than that, right? Um, not saying Deshaun Watson's better, but we all know how this works. The, the next great quarterback who's in, in the top ten or top five, in, in, in this case when you're dealing with a number one guy, is going to leapfrog you as the salaries and the salary caps balloon, you know, every year. And sure, COVID's going to make these things take a hit, but they're going to bounce back after that with the TV contracts and everything going on. And in all sincerity, like, please, let's hope Patrick Mahomes doesn't become jaded because one of the reasons he's so easy to root for is he's such a good guy and, and it's very clear. And he seems like the guy who might be able to live with that being not being the number one highest paid guy because, I mean, if you get a quarter of a mil, a third, whatever it is, half a mil, whatever you were saying, you're fine, you know? But... The reality is, I think, so explain this to me. Security, yeah, partially, right? But this is sort of a 12-year deal, right? Because he has two years still on his remaining deal, or do they rip that up and then they just...
0: He will be a free agent in 2032, if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, so
1: yes. Um, but from what I've heard about the contract, maybe you can break this down in a way that I can understand a little bit better, is that the team over kind of the second half of his deal will have more flexibility to cut him if they want, because they'll be free of those guarantees and, and so on and so forth. That would be the one thing I would worry about for him.
0: So it's all about the dead cap hit, right? This is the this is a phenomenon when you give somebody a big check up front, it doesn't count all in the same year as long as it's not a base. So if you get a signing bonus, it's amortized. It's divided over several several future years, which is right. why so the dead cap hit is what you're afraid of, and that winnows down. It goes. I'll, I'll give you the numbers: 65 yeah. million, 60 million, 30 and then it's four million dollars. So you'll sweep out the obligation to him over the next five years, which is you know that, so that, that's after nothing. After five he,
1: years, then there's he's, no guarantee. They have. The, yeah, exactly. So that's the part of the deal that sort of surprises me. Now I do believe there's a no trade clause, right? Uh, I, I did read that, so that would give him some protection. That that's some real protection. But he's cuttable after five, three years into the new deal, and so that's the part that surprised me a little bit. Now with him, he's so damn good. I could see it just completely working out. He makes all the money from it. He's a quarterback. They generally stay healthy. Even if a guy misses a year, they're able to come back. It's not like playing receiver where if you lose, you know, half a second on your forty time, your 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 game has been compromised. So I could totally see it working out for him. One thing that I wonder about is is Andy Reid. He's such a phenomenal coach. If he can get one more Super Bowl, let's hope not, while Ben's playing. Well, the Steelmen have something to say about it. But this guy took the Eagles to the championship four times in a row, got to one Super Bowl, lost it in in the final moments with the Eagles uh, to the Patriots. But the thing about Andy Reid that's interesting is, and I'm just mentioning this because he's such a great pairing with Patrick Mahomes, personality-wise, offensive philosophy-wise, and with his ability to put a good team offensively and defensively around Patrick Mahomes. Um, yes, their defenses aren't amazing, but he finds a way. He found a way last year to make them good enough. Um, what, like, how long are they going to have Andy Reid? Is I guess what I'm trying to say because I think what actually separates him from someone like a Sean Payton who's brilliant, just one of the best offensive minds in the history of the game, is the fact that Andy Reid is an offensive coach. And his, his, his offense may not be as good as Reid or McDaniels but, or, or Shanahan, but it's very good. It's like a top 10 type of scheme. But he also always finds a way to get the defense working, and that's something that Sean Payton does not always figure out. He, those Philadelphia Eagles teams were defensive teams. So I think that while Reed is there, they're in Super Bowl contention because it is so damn hard to win multiple Super Bowls with a great offense. It just never happens. I mean, the Niners are really the only time that happened, and that was with a revolutionary philosophy that, you know, took a while for, for people to catch up to. But the Rams, they went away as quickly as they got there. The 2007 Patriots, those dominant teams, they didn't even win one. Um, Aaron Rodgers—I don't want to talk about that—but that team, when he won the Super Bowl, it—it <laughs> it, it just was a foregone conclusion that he was going to win more. So I don't know how many more Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes is going to win. I would assume he's at least going to get one more, but I mean, if—if if, if not more than that, of course. But I. I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of factors. You never know what, what can happen. Um, but if, especially if like Andy Reid was there, I I could see him just getting through this whole deal and nobody's going to have any problems, but otherwise there's just so much that can happen in 12 years
0: of the higher paid quarterbacks. Who do you, who do you think is going to get the next deal? And let, let me little codicil to that question. you know, Ben is a free agent in 2022. He's done, I, think, I think he said. you think he's done. He, yeah. he
1: said he he intends to play out the rest of his contract. So I don't think it's 100 percent, but I think it's I think it's pretty close to that. But he said, I'm going to fulfill my commitment to the Roonies, which is, you know, two more years.
0: OK, so he was going to retire. Then he didn't. Then he was. Then he isn't. But
1: well, that wasn't it? real. We all know that wasn't real. That was a PR thing to get Haley out of there.
0: What do you think? Uh would happen if he decided to play another year. If he sort of just said, I'm gonna go on a year to year basis. Yeah, would he get paid?
1: I think they'd do with the yeah, I think he'd get paid. I just wonder what he would take. I mean the the guys you'd look at are philip Rivers right now, who's getting a lot of money from the Colts, maybe more money than people thought he would get. You know, one of the opinions put out there is like, hey when you bring a quarterback in a start, some people think you have to pay him starting money because it shows the commitment, shows the rest of your team that you're committed to this guy. So I don't know what your opinion is of that, but that's what they're doing with, with Philip Rivers. He might be a little overpaid right now. Uh, Drew Brees, you know, he gets paid a lot of money, but he, he, maybe he could have fought to try to be the highest paid guy, or Tom Brady. But also, then again, their coaches know that, like, hey, we don't, you guys are amazing, but you're also in your 40s. And if you really want to be the highest paid guy, the answer is no. So I don't know what their coaches was they saying behind the scenes. But those, those are the guys who I think of, Breeze and Rivers, uh, Brady. They're people who have gotten uh, these deals kind of going on a year-by-year basis.
0: So you think Deshaun Watson will be the next big contract?
1: Well, probably Deshaun or, or Dak Prescott, obviously, is going to sign the franchise tag for this year. Uh, Dak, I think, is phenomenal. Like, if he was – he's not, but I, I would – be ecstatic if he was succeeding Ben as a a quarterback this is a top 10 type of guy I don't know if he'll ever be a top five type of guy he's just he's a good thrower but those really top five they need to be they need to be those you know just next level kind of throwers Um, but he's a great quarterback he's incredibly durable he's got a strong arm he can run but he's not quite Deshaun so I think Deshaun's would exceed his because I guess Carson Wentz has already gotten paid. So it looks like Watson would be the next guy off the top of my head who's going to get paid because it sure as hell ain't going to be Trubisky.
0: That's a pretty good guess. When you look a little further down the road, and maybe uh, Baltimore would be willing to crack this open earlier, what about Lamar Jackson?
1: I would guess that as well, yeah. So this is going to be his third year, right? Actually, technically, right. after this year, you can, you can get a new deal. So, if he does this year what he did last year, they'd be smart. I, I'm always of the idea of like, you know, pay these guys early. Wish we had paid Le'Veon Bell a little bit earlier, but would have saved some money and headaches and uh, a lost season.
0: You know, it's been, it's probably not as dry here at the Washington Outpost as it is in Houston. But I'll tell you, one, one silver lining about the dryness is that you really don't have to cut the lawn anymore. Well,
1: it's good that you don't have to cut the lawn outside. But you always gotta be cognizant of the lawn inside. Oh! Oh! They're my pain receptors! Those are the screams that I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. That's right. You wanna be an artist? You can be. You don't wanna be an artist? You don't need to be. Guess what? Manscaped, they got the tools for your family jewels. Have you ever, uh, cut yourself in that process you never will again that's the commercial okay there's a lot of extra uh, so on and so forth that i can go into on this but i will tell you i am an actual card carrying user of manscape that's not on the copy actually use that stuff it's amazing i have a leather pouch bag if you will filled with the the, the lawnmower 3.0 and a couple oils and balms and anti-chafing creams and, and body wash and, and all kinds of good stuff you're never going to cut yourself again and by the way, if, if you're interested and you know a little one-on-one it's going gonna, it's gonna to behoove you to stay clean. Cut the lawn with Manscaped. Alright, get 20% off of free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com right now and it's a good way to support our podcast your balls will thank you
0: armchair Hands we skip to come we have not mentioned this what is it with the, these two cornerbacks DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar shake down a party with guns arrested and the la- yeah i mean it's not like they're a uh, flying under the radar screen and now the story is twit there's a twist to the story that one of the witnesses one of the guys was working with their lawyer to pay witnesses to recant their testimony against these two clowns. Have you been following this story?
1: No, I heard about it. It's sad when guys get involved with that because, you know, so a ridiculous percentage of NFL players come from legitimately tragic upbringings. Like, the poverty that these guys live in. Just, you remember all the segments on Anto- on Brown, Antonio Brown, uh, that we used to see about his life in Liberty City. and I mean, it's serious stuff. And then you got to remember, These dudes are all in their young 20s. Like, they're still trying to figure stuff out. And uh, I'm obviously not excusing guys for shaking down a party with weapons. But it is just a sad tale from the outside. Like, what the? You're in the NFL. You have the world by the balls. You you are the manscaped lawnmower to the world right now. And for some reason, you're endangering all that.
0: Quentin Dunbar is 27, and he has earned $9 million in his career with the NFL. Not to mention whatever I mean, he does in Florida. I that even just doubles
1: down on what I'm saying. Yeah, of course, yeah, they should know better. That's what I'm saying. But it is, like, uh, it's just tragic to see in, in that they're, uh, it's – because when you're looking from the outside in, it's easy to say, you are the dumbest people on the earth. How could you put in jeopardy your multimillion-dollar-paying job? Uh, with with something stupid like this. But I guess it's hard it's hard for me to relate cuz I didn't grow up around that. Like you still have friends and family who are all still in that situation, but your football talent took you out of it. So it must be really hard to get out of that mindset, but it is just a dumb dumb move. Uh, unbelievable that it's but it still happens. And I think that's the reason why it happens. It's not just that these guys are psychos. I think it's a you know, your your upbringing and all the you know, people that are really close to you are I don't know. Still of this thought of mine. I don't. What was the dispute about? Did they even say?
0: They're just shaking them down. They were stealing. I mean, Quentin, I, I said it. Dunbar is twenty-seven. Baker's yeah. twenty-two. I'm not going to say I can understand because he's twenty-two for all the reasons you just mentioned. But he got a ten million dollar contract with a five million dollar signing bonus. He's guaranteed for almost the entire ten million dollars.
1: He ran like a four-six, and his forty as a corner. So that's a, he's kind of bad. It yeah, depressed there. him.
0: I don't know. Phenomenal. We had a... uh,
1: Were they wearing masks?
0: Hopefully. Aggravated assault because there was no mask. Oh. So, this is mildly related to football. You had a little adventure in dental escapades this week. I
1: did, yeah. And I'm still trying to pull myself out of the depression right now. Obviously, a lot of, uh, you know, I do a lot of music as my job. And right now, in in the COVID times, that's... uh, uh, business isn't booming, as they say. And, uh, but we're, we're making it all right. We're making it through. You just wish that you didn't have to take care of some dental stuff in the meantime because you get that bill back, and it's just uh, I mean, it's enough to make you shudder. See, I have an issue that I have a very pronounced jaw, strong Roman jaw. We have no Roman blood. But either way, that's what my grandfather tells me, strong Roman jaw. Once again, we have no Roman blood. But uh, Paraguayan jaw, I guess you could say. Pittsburgh jaw more accurately. Either way, I got to get a grind guard, because apparently I grind my teeth like a woodchuck or a beaver uh, as I sleep so badly that I now have the back teeth of a 74-year-old man. I was made aware of this as a young teenager, and they said, you need to wear a grind guard, and I said, ha-ha, bing-bong-boom, you need to wear a grind guard, because I was a teenager and didn't take uh, any of that kind of stuff seriously, so I tried it for a couple nights, Didn't work out for me. Didn't work with my lifestyle at the time. Just let it go. Then in my 20s, I started realizing I can uh, physically feel the flatness of my back teeth with my tongue, just like in a day-to-day setting. So if I can feel that without any tools or instruments, there's clearly an issue, and they will be gone by the time I'm 30 if I don't do something about it. So I went and got a grind guard. And I've been wearing it religiously, crushing it. I'm used to it. It's no big deal. Who cares? Not a kid. But uh, we were thinking about strong jaws and what kind of damage. You know, it's the it's the gift that gives, but it takes away. And you can do some serious damage to yourself.
0: I think that is the reason Coach Bill Cower retired from the game. You think that guy? Look at his front teeth. Did Baylor exist? I mean, he his mouth must be like a reciprocating saw at night. And he probably is in desperate need of a titanium teeth grinder guard.
1: Yeah, titanium at least. Kevlar, perhaps.
0: Um, you know, he's frowning all the time. He probably gave himself migraines.
1: Yeah, but hurt. he... he- Actually, I wonder if he could do like a Jim Carrey... Imp- Actually, Jim, I would love to see a Jim Carrey impression of Bill Cower. They both have kind of a long face that way. And Jim has an ability to take his mouth and, and basically smile up to his eyeballs or frown down to his nipples. So he could probably do an unbelievable Bill Cower impression. But some people have the issue with grinding their teeth during the daytime. Others have the issue, like I have, of grinding it at night but they'll wake up and they'll feel sore, like their jaw will hurt. I don't even notice that. The jaw's too powerful to even be in pain at that point. Cower, I realize he must have all of that because he's not just making that face for the camera. This is the physical repercussion of a satanic rage that he's feeling because of somebody not wrapping up or whatever it may be. And I can only imagine the dental bills that that man has. But luckily, he can do some of those Hall of Fame credentialed uh, speeches these days to pay off some of that stuff.
0: It's great everybody stuck around this long in the episode. It's great we had a little meat for the for this show, and we expect some more for next week. Hopefully, more good news abounds. So we'd like to hear from you. Visit the website, SteelersOutpost.com. Check us out on Instagram. we got to finish that video. At Steelers Outpost, hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost, or shoot us an email at Outpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye bye. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful
1: backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.